This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So I actually took some notes for this one. I've been taking notes, something I, I don't do, I basically don't do for any sort of media thing. Mm-hmm. I've been, just because I would forget stuff, you know, I would, we would do like an hour long podcast and I'd be like, ah, there are these four things that, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about. I just totally spaced. Yeah. My memory shot, I always take notes. Um, and I think it's been a while cause we did a day early last week and a day late this week. So, uh, and uh, quite a few things have happened in the world. So if there was ever a time to take notes, um, I'm glad you did. So yeah, where to even begin, man. I went on this kind of thread rampage yesterday and I just don't want to, I like, I got rid of James Woods. I love James Woods. I like how he deals with trolls. Um, I, I think he's hilarious, but I just unfollowed him. I unfollowed Nick Zabo who might be Satoshi. I mean, unfollowing Satoshi is like unfollowing God. I mean, how do you unfollow yeah, God? Yeah. You know, seriously, but I had to unfollow him because they were putting outrage porn in my, in my feed. And a lot of people on the left do it too. It's like, look at these horrible Trump supporters. Look at these horrible Antifa people, like constantly putting that shit in my feed. And I have opinions on stuff, obviously, but I don't want to start being influenced to hate groups of people. Like if if somebody personally tries to attack me, I'll defend myself, but I don't want to hate groups of people. I don't want to say these people are bad because that's how you get into that's that's the cause of all the problems is grouping people dehumanizing them as a part of a group rather than as individuals and then feeling justified entitled to mistreat or hate them and and i feel like the the media is constantly doing it and obviously people amplify the media people tweet clips from cnn and all this stuff but the, the point of the thread was basically like the the ruling class the people who are making rules that are unfair to everybody and it's getting worse as the economic situation worsens, they need people to be pitted against one another and to look at people in terms of race or in terms of political views or whatever and dislike them and group them and label them. And the networks, which are basically arms of, they're they're basically propaganda arms of different factions of the ruling class, CNN, Fox, whatever, they're just fomenting hate. They want you to hate your fellow citizen, people who are got the same problems that you do you know they're trying to figure out what to do with covid and whether to send their kids to school or to pay the rent or whatever it is that they're worried about they're people suffering like you and these networks exist to foment hatred between groups so that you hate a certain group of people 
And I just think like you know, I talked about the twenty-eight. You saw twenty-eight days later, the movie. Yeah, a long time ago, but yes. So it's a good, really good movie, scary horror movie. Yeah, like the zombies good. were legit, and you know the the premise of the movie was these monkeys were in a lab and they were forced to watch like hate on TV twenty four seven, and one of them broke out of the cage and bit one of the lab assistants. And that guy got this rage virus, and they, you just, if you got it, you'd go and just be in a murderous rage trying to kill everybody, and it upended society completely. And I feel like that movie is prescient because there are people in this rage virus. You know, you see videos of people harassing someone at dinner. Oh, big time. And you're oh, like, yeah. They, they, out of, yeah. yeah, it's, a, it's, it's the movie come to life. They've got this rage virus, and it's not about the thing they say it's about, but it's, you know, whatever the reason. And, and these people are mad. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm looking at people's behavior across the board. It just looks like they're just mad at their life or something. But yeah, no rage virus is a great way of putting it. Yeah. And the movie basically had, that was the virus and these networks just, they want to just push it and push it and just identify who to hate and whose fault it is. And you know, it's, it's horrible. I'm just getting it out of my feed and I've, I've muted all the blue checks, all those people fomenting hate against groups you know, whether it's, you know, because there's acceptable groups to hate on in different parts of society, right? In, in, in certain places, you can say, oh, these, these MAGA assholes, and you just group them, and you hate them, and then you, they're the enemy, these other people, these other citizens of your country. That's incredibly toxic, and I don't even want to be influenced, you know, to hate, hate the behavior, be like this behavior yeah. is, is horrible. Like I'm against this. Like I'll defend myself if it's if it comes to me. Well, versus but, mainstream media, I've concluded that it is the best way to get your my news is like kind of following both sides on Twitter. But you're a hundred percent right. There's no nuance, and they're they're too extreme on each side. It seems like I, I, no matter whom I follow, I try I try you know how about some in the middle. But it does seem like that it's uh, yeah. I want to hear both sides of the opinion and form my own opinion. But man, each side is is going so extreme and just has bias, and it's never why can't the other? They can't give an inch at all ever. Yeah, and and if you if you're constantly putting images and videos of the worst into my into my feed, I just don't want to follow you because it's going to influence me. I'm going to start to hate those people that are doing those things, and I don't want I don't want to be like that. I, I honestly don't. I don't I, w- I don't want to be hating on a, a large group of people. I don't want to be persuaded by anybody to do that. I, I feel like in the age of social media, the networks are just amplifying it. You know, it's like, it just can scale so quickly and, and we're just, it's just a really bad way to, uh, to proceed. You know, I mean, it's much better to be like, all right, people, certain behaviors, you'd be like, I'm against that behavior, but you don't hate your fellow citizens. No doubt. I mean, but the RNC going on right now, so much, so many citizens in unrest and um, obviously just the, the, the craziness going on specifically this last week. I mean, and, and the election coming up, it's a, it's obviously a, it's a crazy time right now. There's so much cra- I mean, they're already seeding the, I think it was Hillary Clinton said, well, Biden and Harris shouldn't concede even if they shouldn't concede. And it wasn't like you shouldn't concede if there's irregularities. Because if there are irregularities, then you shouldn't concede because get those sorted out. But just they shouldn't concede, period. <laughs> like, this, you shouldn't concede. Even if you lose. Wow. If you lose, you shouldn't concede. Right. And then, right. and, and, you know, they're sowing the ground on both sides for this sort of disputed election, which is, again, it's, it's just going to have more violence, chaos, and... <clears throat> and less legitimacy for whoever does win, whoever does end up taking power. 
and you know we've always had a peaceful transition of power and you might not like it but you know they keep up in the stakes you know when obama won it was oh he's a he's not and i mean trump deserves blame for this he was a private citizen but he was fomenting oh he's not a citizen you know he's born in kenya he's not born in hawaii and they debunked that but you know it was kind of a fringy movement but they were trying to delegitimize obama's win and then when Trump won, they, the government itself launched, it appears, uh, you know, we, we haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet, all the stuff's coming out, that the FBI was falsifying information to delegitimize his win, to say this was Russian influence, and, and really, you know, this was not frames, this was mainstream, this was the whole media getting in on it. So what's the next level of upping the delegitimization of the election? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is really bad. And so, yeah, that's going on. You know, the backdrop of all this violence and hatred is going on, and then this election's happening. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so do you want to talk about the, you know, the 17-year-old, the shooting? I mean, do you not want to touch it? I mean, it's just uh, the, the violence in the videos you watch, it's almost like people think they're just, like, living in a video game. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. So... Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. I, what, so, I mean, it's crazy. The, just the, the the surrealness of him holding his hands up and all the, the the gigantic cops just going right by him. I mean, I guess it's at the end of that footage. It's just it's just wild. I mean, it's crazy. But seventeen year old um, obviously shouldn't be there and results in, in a bunch of deaths. And just uh, I don't even know if anyone realizes why you know who exactly what they're fighting over at this point. But um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? It's just it's all it's all sad. Yeah, I, I tuned that part out, the aftermath of the stuff. I know that there was a police shooting, and they paralyzed a the guy who they shot him in the back several times. Yeah, okay, sorry, we're talking about two different things. I was talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I heard talking. about that, but I didn't yeah. really, I was like... Okay, yeah, Jacob Blake, the other one. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yes. I was okay. thinking about Jacob Blake. So he gets shot, and obviously, and then you know the NBA just decides not to play. They call it a boycott. It's actually a strike. So you can't mm-hmm. boycott yourself. Right. Right. But I kind of felt bad for the the players because like they're rich right all the players are rich nba teams are super rich and they're living in a bubble i mean literally and figuratively they're they have a bubble but where they're from the people they know are not rich most of them you know most of them did not come you know came from uh you know not much money and so they they're seeing this stuff and it's kind of one of the perils like in the one hand, you'd be like, oh, you'd way rather be in the NBA than the NFL because the NBA players can speak out. They're encouraged to air their views. The NFL, obviously, what happened to Kaepernick, it's, it's way less, you know, there's more of a risk if you start speaking your political views in the NFL. But on the other hand, if you, you know, the NBA is the woke league, so if something happens and you're quiet, it's like, oh, you don't give a shit now? Oh, you're rich now? You've, you know, you've forgotten about it? I, I think, like... If, if you're like playing literally in a bubble, I mean, it's a crazy metaphor. They're literally in a bubble yeah. <laughs> and, and they're also rich. And, you know, they, that doesn't mean that they're not subject to uh, police racism because, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like the police know who everybody in the NBA is. But I, I could see them being like, you know, what do we do? Like, we can't just ignore this. We can't just pretend like it's fine. We're, we're expected to say or do something. And they literally can't do anything because they're stuck in the bubble. They can't leave. So they, you know, so they decided to take the games off. Which, and the Bucks happened to be the first game too, you know, Milwaukee, right where it happened, right near where it happened. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I mean, so it's like I don't know what taking a game off does, but you can understand why they'd want to do like make some kind of you know showing of you know very serious taking very serious exception to what happened, and that's uh, understandable. I also saw a video 
forget, I don't know who this guy's name is. He's got this like crazy nose. Uh, he's a white guy, but I guess he's married to a, he's, he's married to a black woman and is a black kid. And he was saying how there were some death threats because of some shit he was talking on his, one of his shows. And so the police were helpful and they, they said, Hey, you know, we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye out for you and we'll send a squad car around here and make sure, you know, if anything happens, we'll be around. And then he was like freaking out because his son's black and now there's like police roaming his house, his block, and that's like a risk to him, right? And he had talked about an incident where his son was like accused of something falsely and, you know, and also uh, one time his son was walking home and they like tackled him and, you know, put guns up and throw him in the ground because he resembled a suspect. So I do think like not just about people getting shot, it's just like living in fear, you know, if you're a black person and you actually have to fear the armed, I mean, I, I don't like the police either. I mean, I don't have a problem with individual people who are police, but in general, I don't like authority, police, the state being able to exercise violence on me in a unilateral way. I don't like any of that shit. But imagine if, you know, you were going to be much more likely to be considered a suspect for something or, or totally. whatever. I couldn't imagine it's a thing. And anyone who attempts to, th- to say like, or just brushes it off by saying, yeah, that must suck. But in my opinion, it's just, it doesn't No, you, we can, you couldn't, you couldn't know that feeling and it would be yeah, something else. And right before we started recording this, um, literally I was watching a video of Brandon Marshall had the cops called on him while trying to move in to his new place with his kids in his car. Can you imagine that? While trying to move in where he's where he's living with his three kids, the cops called him and called just because. Uh, I mean, it's crazy and, and obviously just awful. Yeah, I mean that's that's that. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's like living in an occupied country, but it's your own country. You know, it's like it's like an occupying force. There's armed authorities who, at any moment, might suspect you of something, and you don't. And and the guy, it was pretty eloquent. It was an ESPN. I don't know. It was an ESPN. It was some one of the networks. First take. I don't know what network that's on, but. Uh, I think that was what it was. But anyway, he's one of the guys. He's probably a famous sports guy, but I just don't know who he is. I recognize him vaguely. Anyway, he has a black son, so he, he, he said that the, the Constitution protects you, right? It protects everybody. But that's just only if you get home. The Constitution protects you when you get home. You can sue. You can yeah. complain. But if you get shot and killed, you know, that's not – it's too late. So, you know, that's just the reality of it is that uh, it's horrible. And so when one of these things happens – you understand how people it just reignites all of that gets stirred up and and so people are pissed i don't think that's why white people are, break, are destroying businesses i think that's i think that's a whole other thing i don't think that has anything to do with it totally yeah. you know so, so you see so that's like a very real thing and, and it's hard not to be incredibly sympathetic to that but then like it, it gets co-opted because they're like oh well you know we got to go and vote right and vote for whoever you want uh, do whatever you want but like biden was like the crime bill guy and Kamala Harris was like the cop prosecutor who threw, you know, was like throwing poor people, many of them were black, in jail for smoking weed. So I, I don't see, I, I get like, you know, okay, you don't like Trump, you don't like some of the things he said, and you want to get rid of him, fine, get rid of him. But this, this stuff's been going on for decades, and the only reason we've seen it in the last two administrations is not because of who was president, it's because of smartphones. It was going on when there were other presidents, it's just because of smartphones, we actually see video of it now. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's I hear you. No, so and I don't know what the what exactly that uh, what what could what could the NBA players expected to do more? You know, I mean, it's like it's uh, are they going to get a hard time for immediately returning to work? But I mean, you already made such a sacrifice going for the bubble. Um, I think they've come up with some some things. Uh, I think the, the latest news was maybe to use some stadiums as a polling place. So obviously, they met with the owners. It's pretty cool. That the owners have seemed to have been pretty unanimously had their back and and, and whatever. But um, yeah, it, it makes it's it comes as no surprise that they did that, and it's 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 great. And um, I don't know where we go from here, though. Well, you know, the vote is fine. Again, vote for whoever you want. But, like, you're not really putting people in either way that are going to fix this problem. And actually, you know, I mean, obviously this was going on when Obama was president just as much. This is like a systemic, deep-rooted problem that isn't really president-dependent, although a president who was super serious about reforming this could probably Uh, crack some heads and and do something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe could. But certainly, like, you know, neither the current president nor the former one. It seems like at minimum that qualified immunity needs to be addressed. But the last I read was that the California stuff, all the the, the reform uh, police stuff, is, is stalled and it's gone nowhere. So what does that mean? Stalled? I, like they say, oh, it's stalled. Okay, well, let's move. Yep. I'm, well, who's no stalling it? What is the problem? <laughs> Nobody tells you it's stalled. That's like a very passive. Yep. Uh, yep. Framing of the situation. Anyway, you know, I don't. Again, like so. So to me, like the the grievance is is obviously real and it's 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 beyond legitimate at this point i mean it's 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 glaring but the remedies you know it's like so but that's not a reason to go and fucking start hating on a bunch of other people or burning down some person's business who's already suffering from covid i mean i think that's just just terrible like that that should not be encouraged and there was actually this guy i don't really know i didn't really know who he was i don't know if you saw this it was like a speech from a congressman from Tennessee. Did you see this guy? No. I gotta. I gotta. I should probably have looked. I've written down his name. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. John DeBerry. John DeBerry. People to come uh, are basically saying don't don't come to their houses. That one. No, this guy John DeBerry. Uh, okay, not about the guns. No. One guy was basically threatening people if you come near this area, all my citizens have guns and you'll get killed. Basically, is what he told people. Well. I mean, we'll, we can take on that in a second, but this guy, John DeBerry, he uh, grew up in the segregated South. He's a black person, and he uh, you know, experienced all of it, and he marched in the civil rights movement. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, he's, he's saying in a speech, and nobody seems to be doubting it. Like, he's legit. You know, he was, like, marching with all the uh, original guys who, you know, were involved, and he said, you know, it was obviously, they were like, we, you know, my father was a Korean War veteran. Like, he had earned his right. He paid his taxes. He'd raised his kids. He'd earned his right to be a citizen. And he was demanding his rights, and his full rights as an American citizen by putting on his jacket, his blazer and tie for his cold, his overcoat and dressing and locking arms with people, black and white, and, and marching and being like, you know, no, like, this is who we are. We deserve this. We're demanding it. And they got it. And they got it, and they didn't. And he said, when rioters came or people came to cause unrest and muddle the message, they left. They said, he said his dad took him and was like, "This is not what we stand for. We're not here to like destroy people's businesses or public property like that the taxpayers have paid for. We're here to show that we, who we are, and why this is unjust." And you know, I'm sure there's a million different nuances to what happens in protests and whatever, but. It's a pretty powerful speech, and it just it just really like nice. it was just like you were like yeah this guy had credibility obviously because he he had lived it and he was just encouraging people stand up for yourself but do it with with dignity and and show who you are basically.
I, I'm very like wary. Like it becomes a political thing. It becomes a a tool to. It becomes an excuse for random people to just you know riot out of control and harass people. Like that's that's just they got to separate those two things. Yeah, I know for sure. And it's horrible though. The rioters, I mean, all these businesses in, in the future economies are going to be difficult to begin with, but man, the footage I've seen just seems some of these cities are just like devastated beyond repair. And it just looks, I don't know, man, I, I hope it's exaggerated, but it seems like there's been quite a bit of damage and I will send you this other stuff I was talking about before, but it's, um, it's, I mean, it's as bad as it gets too. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a while now, but a lot of violence and a lot of well, damage and that part is 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 bad i mean it's it's bad well i'll say the other thing is all this violence basically helps all these mega tech companies that are part of the system like you, you know you want in systemic injustice you're basically destroying the middle class small business owners and transferring wealth to online people who don't have storefronts to worry about giant yeah. warehouses yeah yeah it's it's just horrible, but they don't give a shit because the people burning shit down and rioting, they're not, it's not about justice for a person who was shot by a police. You know, it's yeah, they're definitely separated. Yeah. Just, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking yeah. angry because my life sucks yeah. and I'm going to use this tragedy to take out my aggression on a permissible group to take it out on. And it's, it's, no really, doubt. it's, you know, and, and it's actually going to undermine, like it's going to give the police more power. Because people are going to demand more police, basically, if this shit keeps happening. Yeah, I wonder that. I've seen some areas they've flat out been outnumbered. Um, but And then it also, uh, you know, this provokes other people who, on the other side, would then want to defend the police, like this Kyle Rittenhouse 17-year-old that his mom drove him there across the state with a, with a rifle or whatever. I mean, the, the people that are, the, you know, the, the defending it, which, I mean, obviously— some of them are well-intentioned as well, too. But you just have two highly um, tensioned people late at night with um, kind of a video game type, not real life role playing feel to it, and um, it's chaos has has emerged. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll send you this footage, and it's it's like you're watching a video game. I always talk about this book, The Courage That We Disliked, and uh, based on yeah. this uh, one of these figures, was it Maslow? I can't remember which psychiatrist it was based on, but anyway, one of his tenets is that human beings have a need like it's a deep important need to contribute to feel like they're contributing and the way society is now it's alienated people don't feel like they're contributing they can't afford to start a family people are online they're not meeting in person covid's exacerbated a ton and so you have people who have no meaning no purpose and they're pissed off and they feel like they're failing and getting left behind and just and you know using their time nothing to show for it you know no no savings no mission in life no family you know no deep connections and they're angry and like it's very easy to take people like that and manipulate them i was reading about these cults and how this is almost like a cult like you could basically cults would prey on people who were alienated the Hare Krishnas would would always be in the airports because an airport's a disorienting, sort of anxious place to be. And if you were a solo traveler somewhere away from home, they would prey on you. And I feel like these some of this stuff is just like it's, it's like people are desperate, and desperate people can be recruited to do crazy shit. No, I sadly agree with you a ton. And 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 is there is, is there recovery from this? I mean, is there coming back? I think there is. I mean, I think like, first off, like, I mean, just turn off the fucking feeds of that shit. Like the cable news, 
honestly, like if you work in like that industry where you're purveying that kind of stuff, like quit, you know, get another, get another job. You know, like people should unfollow those people, not watch it. We should just, you know, if you're fomenting this kind of thing for ratings, you know, you're, you're the people who are the cult leaders and you're, you're trying to create these, this hatred to drive narratives, to drive political outcomes, to drive ratings. Um, this is terrible. I mean, just so turn those people off, encourage your friends to turn it off. Just let's just give these guys like the cold shoulder, like just ghost them, ghost those fucking networks, CNN, MSNBC, Fox news, ghost those motherfuckers, ghost them. They're done. They don't exist. Let them talk amongst each other. Just really, I think, you know, we should, as people just make a, like, you know, a pact with one another. I'm not going to watch that shit. I'm not going to spread that shit. Secondly, I, I do think like, you know, the thing to, to catch in yourself and it, we all do it is when you start hating or despising a group of people, I'm always like neo libs fuckers, you know, but I, I shouldn't do that. I really shouldn't do that. You know, it, it should be like, I don't like this policy. I don't like this action. I don't like this behavior, but if you start to label people, Smaga douchebags, neolibs. You, you start. You, you just. You're going down that road. So I think it's a bad habit to label groups of people. I mean, obviously, that, sure. you know, racism is 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 a version of that. It's labeling a group of people based on race or discriminating against somebody based on sexual orientation or religion or whatever ethnicity. It's labeling a group of people and be like those fucking whatever, and immediately you've dehumanized them. You've um, created an enemy who's another human being who's trying to deal with shit just like you are and just to try to like see that in yourself and just fucking stop even if it's an acceptable group like obviously nobody doing a podcast in this day and age can demonize certain groups you'd be shut down canceled all the time but if you demonize the MAGA assholes call them that no one's gonna get shut down for that just notice like yeah that's the group you can get away with saying something about but don't do it even if you can get away with it you know, so I'd really like to focus on disagreeing with actions or words. And, and if you're going to demonize people, I, I wouldn't really even demonize people. It's just like focus your energy on, on the people fomenting hatred and don't even demonize the people, but just, you know, if they're doing it, just ignore them, go away from them. And like the Fed printing money and the, the system, right? I mean, it's really the system that, that needs to be rejected. Well said, Liz. Where do you want to go next? Your inflation thread, um, economy. So, I, what, what's next on your notes? So, I, I have some more, less like you know, uh, fraught stuff. Um, so, I, I bought a property in in Central Portugal. It's uh, it's not you, near, you, it's not near the beach. You bought it. Okay, we were discussing it last week. So, you, yeah. that's done. I bought this land. Yeah, the good okay. took the offer. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, we're kind of psyched. Uh, although it's like our architect friend who's going to help us was like, Oh no, no, don't buy it there. Like that's a mistake. Like he wants us to buy near him, but he lives near the beach where the little cottage we're staying at is. And it's super nice, but it's too expensive. Like you don't get much for your money. Uh, you're sort of buying into the already settled gentrified area, which is, it is really nice. We tried to find a place. It just, it wasn't, it's too expensive for what you got. So we got a place with like a bunch of land and it's total ruins. So you got to like redo the houses, but it's, it's cool. It's like, you know, make it like some sheep or something. I got to look into which animals require what maintenance because like, you don't want to just be getting like, you know, something that you're like, Holy shit. Like this is like a full-time job, you know? So yeah. Like my wife's discovering a puppy is a full-time job. um, We're getting one of those. Uh, but 
yeah, like you know, I was talking to side. We want to get a donkey. Like, how much work is a donkey? Nice. You know, I don't nice. know if we're gonna get that stuff, but we're gonna get some chickens and a dog. And okay, so what? Wait, so you're built? So you're not gonna move there right away, right? No, no, we're we're not gonna live there. It's it's like a, okay, it's like a summer house, it's like a weekend house. Okay. But if okay. you know, Rudderwire goes to shit or COVID, I don't know what. Uh, I'll, we could actually just you know, we could move there. You know, eventually if we if we had to. Nice. Congratulations! That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, assuming, I mean, it needs. It's going to take a year plus to build. It's like it's literally a ruin. Like there's like the, the house that's on there. The, there's one house that's standing, and it's like there's like bat shit, all, literally bat shit all over it. It's been like abandoned for years, and there's like a ruin of like stone blocks that's like totally caved, crumbled. But you can build on that too. So they can well, this will lock you, lock you in Portugal for a while. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It'll be chill. You know, we're going to try to make it nice and and have like a retreat. So. Anyway, I've been thinking about all the shit though now that I got this. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to get a generator. I want to go off the grid. I want to have like, and I was like, why? You know, I was tweeting about this. Like, why are like generators are like you have propane or something you put in them, and if the power goes out or you get cut off the grid, you can power your house. But then of course you, you got to refill it with propane eventually. Or there's like solar, but you need a battery. Or if the sun's not out that day, like what do you do if you don't have storage? And then there's some that like you can like ride a bike or something and like keep the lights on by riding a bike. Heather would love that. She's always working out. I'm like, put yourself to productive use. You know, why are you just working out, wasting the energy? Like power the house while you're at it. You know, go nuts. You know, she's always wants to work out like right before dinner. I'm like, come on, it's time for dinner. It's like a workout fanatic. Just but just power the bike. You know, I'll be into it. Save us money. <laughs> um, but I want to be able to be off the grid because who the hell knows? I do think decentralization is the way to go. Like everybody should have their own solar whatever setup. That technology should. Why the hell are we dependent on some centralized power grid and we got to send the power over these ugly power lines? And my, my next thing is to bury the power lines in the whole world. Like somebody, you know, instead of Bill Gates meddling with the shit he's doing and who knows like how nefarious that is, imagine if his mission was just to put all the power lines underground. That would be quite a mission. I mean, do you not like go to the countryside? You're like, ah, oh, it's so nice here, but these ugly power lines. Like, yeah, horrific. You know, I actually was was just reading someone complaining that solar is causing major issues of of, of trying to to get rid of too. So I don't know what the hell. Oh, what, I, what's the issue with solar? Just when they're gone, just the disposing of them is a is a whole, is a, becoming a problem too, or something. When they the panels when they when they're ready to get to be rid of, I don't know how true it is, but it's funny that I just literally read that like two days ago, and you're bringing that up. But I'm sure solar is in general better, but don't we just should we just turn all to just nuclear power? I mean, I've heard cases for that. Obviously, nuclear leaks are bad. The, the good thing about nuclear leaks is in the seam to that thing is they're local. It's not global. It's not like something that's. It's like it's horrible for the area, but it doesn't. One doesn't trigger another. They're set, They're a little bit more um, decentralized, but, but of yeah. course you want to be off grid. Of course, yes. I, yeah. I want to have. I, I want to have the option. I mean, I'll hook up to the grid, but I want to have like a good backup plan in case shit goes down. You know, that's just my way of thinking. I'm basically a prepper. So and then, so I just think like there should be. This, so this is what I was thinking. Someone needs to invent this. It may exist. Is like you put the solar panels on your roof, and those power. You know, when the sun's out, that powers everything in your house. And then at night, you have like a wind thing, like a windmill on your house, you know, or something, or, and that adds some power if the wind's blowing, but there's no wind and no sun. Then you have like your propane kicks in, you know, your gas thing. Mm-hmm. And then, or, and, or you can supplement it by, you know, hooking your exercise equipment in the basement or whatever up to it. So your, your, your power, so it can be powered like five different ways, you know, to keep this thing, the crank turning to generate, to generate the electricity. Yeah, because, you're set. 
Yeah, because then it's like, so that's one thing. Other thing I was like, you know, I'm paranoid about Wi-Fi, you know, being spied on and ISPs spying on. Uh, so I've got this uh, Huawei router, which I'm skeptical of, but even the U.S. spies on you too, obviously. And some guy, uh, one of the Bitcoin guys, I was asking him, I was like, would you be comfortable with using a Huawei router? He's like, well, he's like, it just depends whether you want China or the U.S. spying on you. And if you're a U.S. citizen, you might rather have China who doesn't know shit about you or care. You know, like the U.S. has more more on you, obviously, more like reason of to yeah. get into your shit. But either way, it's bad. And so I was like, can I get like satellite internet? Is that going to work? And so I'm looking at all this shit. We got a well on the property, so you got a separate oh, water nice. supply. Oh, that's huge. Nice. Yeah. And there's like there's things like called mesh networks. I don't know I don't know exactly what they are, but they're like if the internet goes down, you can still send information over mesh networks. I've heard that. I have no idea what that means though. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure either. Anyway, so I, I'm you know, if you're building a house from scratch, you know, you want to put in all the the basics so that you've got like your your shit in order in case of uh in case things go south yeah yeah like a bunker you said yeah it's not really a bunker it's pretty wide open it's just like a piece of land with some ruins on it and stuff but there's nice. a lot of fruit trees on it fig trees like 20 oh, fig trees nice. 20 nice. olive trees you can make your own olive oil pear tree uh, peach tree cherry tree walnut tree wow oh yeah, wow it's not it's pretty nice i mean it's just this in the middle of nowhere it's near this little town center oh, you had a lot of fruit tree. that's huge oh i love that nice yeah. the figs are good too they were like those fat plump ones that are like splitting and you know you pick one off and they're like oh yeah so good sweet so much sugar but it's so good i'm very disappointed in the peach uh, selection at my farmer's market this week i had to throw them out peaches might be be finished for the seed for the season summer sadly um well that's awesome let's congrats cool thank you um keep us updated on the uh you know the uh the progress of what happens next yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be a shit show. Heather was like warning me. She's like, everything takes longer here, and it's gonna. Well, right, right. So, so what do you got? Uh, what do you got next? So okay, so it was all that, and then I don't know if this is even worth explaining, but I had this epiphany when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. Um, I was, I was thinking about. I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to convey this properly, but I was thinking about how like Portugal is not very good for business. Like if you're running a bar or a business or something, I forget about COVID, but it's like there's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and shit and it's very annoying like they every, there's all these people who have you have to like go to this it's called the Fergusia, like this neighborhood sort of place where they give you the permits and you have to it's not it. just california it's not just california with all the red tape then. uh california is like free market compared to portugal i mean portugal's tough really interesting i, I, think, so. Okay. I think so i think u.s is you know the u.s is a way better climate for business than portugal Hmm, and okay. I was like thinking, ah, place, I was like, this place is so nice. Like it's EU, it's good weather, it's on the water, it's like it's cheap. Like why? I'm like, because the business climate sucks. And I was thinking about well, if they could just be like the U.S. And I was like, no, no, no. The business climate sucks because if it didn't suck, then U.S. money and money from other places, which is already happening anyway, but to a much lesser extent, would have just overrun this place. They would have just owned everything. The Portuguese wouldn't have anything. If they, you see what I mean? Like they made it a pain in the ass. It, it sucks. Right. On purpose. But it's like an immune system thing. It's like, it's, it's like protecting them, I think, from, you know, because they're, they're a small country, pretty poor. Makes sense then. Okay. So I started right. thinking about that. I was like, it just made, it just triggered me to think like everything, there's like this Tao Te Ching. You know what the Tao Te Ching is? No. It's this, uh, it's like the, the Bible of Taoism. 
okay. Lao Tzu basically wrote this short book, and it's like you know, it's, I don't know how many Taoists there are, but there's a hundred million. I don't know more, um, but it's you know, it's like Buddhism. It's a legit world religion. Yeah, no, I've heard of it. So there was a translation. I would I would have gone the under though on that number. Hundred mil? I could be wrong. Yeah. It, could, it could be less. It could be fewer than that. But uh, it's it's like legit and it's studied and you know my uh, my friend is a professor of religion and it's like Taoism is like it's deep anyway. So I also nice correction from less to fewer. Well, I caught that. Well done. Uh, you know what's driving me crazy lately is people saying over rather than more than more than yeah yeah. Just over. It's just. I don't know why. It's just. I'm being a dick. Like I know what he's saying. It's not. The language is clear. No, you jump. You jump over something. Yeah. yeah obviously, it's not more than. It's physical. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a translation by this guy Stephen Mitchell. You can get a free PDF of it online. It's, it's amazing. It's like it's like a it's like poetry, and it's it's just so obviously true and deep. But there's a there's a passage that I just remembered, and it's the translation. Obviously, the original's in like old Chinese from fifth century BC. And he says, "Do you want to improve the world? I don't think it can be done. The world is sacred; it can't be improved." And at first glance, that sounds absurd. Like the world is like a fucking mess. Like, what do you mean? But what he means is shit like that. Like my brain was like, "Oh, we just got to get this shit. Like, we got to get some business going in this country. Like, this is ridiculous." But then I started thinking, no, this is this way for a reason. It's not just like, it's not just, oh, I'm going to go in and fix this problem. This is an ecosystem that has evolved for a reason the way it has evolved. And it's not to say to do nothing and everything's fine, but it's to deter you from thinking, oh, I know the answer to fix this thing, to go in and meddle. Oh, I know what to do. I just need to do this. Let's just genetically modify these mosquitoes so that they're less dead. You know, okay, like, just be careful. Be really careful when you're doing shit like that. And it just made me think, like, you know, I, I get into shit with Heather and Sasha. I'm like getting involved. No, 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 don't tell her this. Or this isn't the way we should be doing this. And I'm just like, you know what? Just don't interfere. Just let them have their thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like, it's like, the, it's perfect as it is. I'm not saying like the shit going on is right or everything's right. I'm saying you will act based on from a deeper convicted place, not like, oh, I'm going to go fix this. It's just the world is perfect and then you will still act in the world because you are part of it. But don't be, it was just a deep realization. Like don't be substituting your short-term fix for things. Like just calm the fuck down and just understand that you, things are the way they are for reasons and, have a little well, res- have a little respect for it. Well, I re- appreciate this general stance, and certainly appreciate the the hands off uh, parenting uh, as well. I um I, I had to say that in America right now, our ecosystem might just need to be completely blown up and wiped out. That was the problem. It might I might be broken, but I hear you in general. It, it is broken, but to me, a Taoist way to do it is just buy some Bitcoin. It's just yeah. very like okay, well, I'm just going to divest into something else, and then eventually, everybody doing that, it's like wait, there's no money for these groups to do the stuff they're doing and foment all the stuff. And there's a, there's not this sort of cantillion effect where the people closest to the money get all the money and the people working for wages get their wages stolen from them by the trillions. They're getting stolen from by the trillions. We've talked about this before. And that to me underlies the unrest. Their jobs are being destroyed. They're being stolen from when they get a job and rich people are printing money and stocks going up all the time. That whole thing ends that's the thing that he's in, but it, but instead of like arguing about it and fighting them and arguing with people and like no, you're you're fighting about the wrong thing, you just peacefully opt into the, to the system that just replaces it, and 
and and then let and things will not be smooth because you know it's it's not it's not on you to make it not smooth though i mean the things are not going to be smooth things are going to be brutal it's going to be difficult but your version of smoothing it out is not going to smooth it out so that's fair just it's from a place of all right this is this is how it is playing out like this is how this injustice is playing out right now it's not you might say well it should play out differently or people should realize the source and i say stuff like that but instead like it's playing out this way i'm going to help push the system into a different you know to change what's going on the the underlying fundamentals of it without like meddling and everything going on yeah i hear you um what speaking of bitcoin thinking this is just uh some some more of the weak hands getting shaken out you're not too worried about this little dip there's been some some discouraging stuff but at the same time a, a lot of uh more businesses are, are liquidating so I, I think obviously the future looks looks still pretty good but it's been a shaky last week now, see, I bet a friend of mine that it wouldn't go below 10000 by January 1st, 2021. And that's the only reason I care about the price at all. Cause yeah, I'm, you're I just have to pay him 100 bucks yeah. Because cause he's like, oh, it's going down. I was like, oh, I'll bet you it doesn't go below 10, 100 bucks. But otherwise, I don't even worry about it. I hear you. I hear you. Because I, I there's just, just some like resistant marks I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, beat that. But you're right. That's it's crazy. If we were just, we're, we're, we're hodlers, as we uh, said last week. So I hear you. Just that, that, that's the best way to do it for sure. Not even look. It's, yeah. And, and it's like, I just, it, it's not that I'm not excited when it goes up. It's that I guess I have like a deep conviction that it's, like the, the stuff that like I'm, you know, I have these puts and they're almost worthless. Like I, <laughs> I keep buying little bits more. I'll tell you in a second, but they're almost worthless. And like I, I worry about those. Like oh, this S and P is going up. When's it going to crack? I was, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But, Go ahead. But like because I don't really have conviction. I don't. I don't. You know, anything you buy that you don't have conviction in, you're really worried about is short term performance. But if you just like feel extremely just confident in a in something and you might be wrong it doesn't mean you're you're wrong but you have conviction at least then you're just you know sort of like okay I, i'm gonna hold this through the ups and downs i saw someone making the case it might have even been the stock to flow that it's uh that bitcoin's directly correlated with s&p and i was like kind of hoping or thinking the opposite or not hoping but i was thinking it was basically the opposite of that but do you, do you, what are your thoughts on that i think it's correlated i think there'll be some decoupling yeah i think there will probably sure. because well, there's a couple things. I mean, I'm not like expert in finance stuff, but like I would say that the whenever the dollar goes down and whenever people are worried about uh, the currency being overprinted, they want to buy something. They want to buy land. They want to buy real estate. They want to buy stocks. They want to buy uh, gold, Bitcoin, whatever. They want to trade their cash for something because the dollar's going down. That stuff's going up. It might not even be that that stuff's going up. It's just that the, the dollar's going down. And so they are correlated. They're sort of anti they're all anti-dollar bets, right? So they're all correlated in that respect. Mm. But where they could decouple is these companies mostly earn in dollars. So Apple stock's going up, but like its earnings are in dollars. So if the dollar's going down, it's, you know, would have to keep raising its prices basically and, and still make the same amount of money. Same, you know, same amount of relative money, inflation adjusted. So th- th- there's that, and then it's just even if they're correlated, one might be a much faster horse. So one might go up, you know, two x or one point five x, and one might go up fifty x. And you're like, well, yeah, they both went up. <laughs> it's like okay, but it's kind of a big difference. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, you, it's a it's a good way of thinking about it. Just obviously long term and not worrying. But I uh, I can't help myself. Um, yeah. Well, I was now because of that stupid bet. I shouldn't have made that bet. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. 
I have a couple quick things, uh, too, just whatever, if you want to comment or not. You know, the Kim Jong-un might be in a coma, and the, the Russian's biggest critic was poisoned on a flight this past week. The critic was basically silenced. If you, did you read or have any thoughts on either of those uh, two dictators uh, making the news this last week? I didn't. The Kim Jong-un stuff is so opaque. Like, I don't even think about it. And I, he's, His sister might be, you know, quietly taking over, though, and that's obviously not nothing. Diversity is so wonderful. North Korea having its first female leader before the U.S. Incredible, incredible uh, progressive state that it is. No Um, doubt. I don't know about the other thing about the poisoning, like the the Russian stuff. I just, it could be true. It could be totally true. It could be totally false. I have no idea. Crazy, though, like the footage of him on a commercial flight uh, in agony. And they have people watching everything he eats, but he thinks there was some tea right before uh, before the flight. Um, Thoughts on what's going on with colleges throughout uh, the United States right now, where um, it appears, uh, you know. Sorry, let me finish one thought uh, from the last thing, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about these colleges. So I was saying I bought these puts, and they're borderline worthless because the stock market keeps up, up, up. But so they were like 400 bucks to buy a put. But now I'm buying the same put for like 40 bucks. <laughs> okay. It's the same thing, but it costs me a tenth of the price. And it's, it's probably throwing good money bad, but it's like, it'd be instead of playing DFS, you know, losing 40 bucks in a DFS slate. So every other day I'll put, I'll put like a, a low bid on this option that's October 16th for this uh, index fund S&P. And they won't take it. I'll be too low and I'll move it up a dollar, move it up a dollar. It's like, okay, I'll move it from 32 to 38. Boom, he takes it. He takes my $38 and sells me this put. I don't know that that, that expiration date it may be too soon, but I feel like it's, it's kind of the way you draft fantasy football. It's like th- these, you know, and I got to be careful because I don't want to spend 40 bucks a day. It's a lot of money. But like if I was spending 40 every three days or something, uh, they may expire worthless. But I just think like, the beauty of a put is you spend the money and if it doesn't, it doesn't matter how, if the thing goes up 10,000 points, you just lose what you spend. If it, if right. it stays where it is or goes up 10,000 points, it makes no difference to me. But if it goes way down, you know, you, you make a ton of money and it's just kind of mm-hmm. like one of those things where I feel like it's just going to take one trigger and it may be in November or December or something, who knows, but it's just, this stuff is so fake, this market. Like I just feel it's going to be one trigger and and so, if, you know, I'm not, I, I shouldn't, you don't take investment advice from me, but I just think it's a real, like, small investment, high upside play. I've been doing it. Yeah, that's, that's my, my, my impression, too. Um, I heard you complain or something about, uh, I know it's going to get you in trouble, but the Tesla stock as well, too. Oh, I was going to get me in trouble. Tesla stock is like... No, I just mean, you, you get, oh, you, yeah, you know, the Twitter debates is all in there. No, no, I mean, Tesla is like 2200 or something insane. And, and you look at the thing, it's like, oh, they sold like 5% more cars this year. Their stock went up 10x. It's like so crazy. <laughs> and like Apple is like, oh, went up, revenues went up 5%. Oh, it doubled Apple from like 1 trillion to more than 2, you know, it's almost 2.5 trillion. And then, you know, Amazon, it, like these things are growing tiny, but there's just nowhere else to put the money. Interest rates are zero. Most of the companies still haven't recovered from the crash. There's like 10 companies that are just killing it. And everybody's just throwing their money in there. But I, I do think... Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but I think there's going to be a whether it's whether the timing's right or not. I don't know what the timing is, but I just I just can't. You know, there's people. I tell you, I follow this guy, Puru Saxena. I follow him, and he puts out all his investments. He's very you know affable, nice guy, and he's just like, oh yeah, these bears. Like every day, the world is ending. Yeah, sure. You know, they're never right. They're right once every ten years. I'm, and he's just making all this money. I bought this, sold this, went up two x. And he's not like Dave Portnoy, like making a joke of it. He's like serious. You know, he's sober 
Um, although I do like the Dave Portnoy, Davy Day Trader segments. They're, they're really good. Yeah, social he's commentary. hilarious. Yeah. They're really good social commentary. He's like, why would you work? This is easy. This is a joke. But that is social commentary he's doing. He's doing deep social commentary. Like, why would I work? Why would I be a poor slob that has to do a job? I can just put money in the, in the market and just, it's the easiest thing ever. He's like, anybody can make money doing this. It's, it's a serious commentary on society. Like it's, it's funny how quick he got out of Bitcoin because it went down slightly. Not like he says the stocks, they don't do that. Why would I mess with that? <laughs> stocks go up every day. But he's making a great point. Bitcoin's a real market. There's, it goes up and it goes down. Stocks don't go down because it's not a real market. You know, but I think it will be. I think the more you do, you're just delaying it. But again, I could be wrong, but I, I, he's doing social commentary. That guy. I mean, he's actually yeah. doing social commentary. He's obviously just goofing but yeah. but this other guy is like legit like he, he does his research he's smart Puru uh, you said his name was Puru P-U-R-U Saxena okay. but I saw a thread of his someone asked him about Bitcoin he was like tulips and I was like ooh I didn't unfollow him I almost did but I was like no I gotta keep a, a, like a legit like research like a rigorous uh-huh. research bull in yeah. my feed because I just need to see that I need to I don't want to get too caught in my own um, uh-huh. You know, yeah, thing. Agreed. I'm like, ooh, you're not that, you didn't really look into this, did you? You just kind of dismissed it. Like, and, and you shouldn't be commenting on it. Like, the smart guys who, who aren't in Bitcoin are like, I don't know it. It's not my thing. You know, do your own research. That would be a smart way to dismiss I, 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 it. I'm glad that that's the, the, the take of that. I was like, uh oh, I'm worried about some really smart guy who thinks that. But no, no, no. The take was you are confident in it, and that guy clearly has no knowledge, and he has not done the research in it, is the takeaway from that. Of course. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. tulips. I mean, come on, this is 10 years. And there's so much depth behind this. There's so much, it's just, it's not, it's so not. No, but I do worry in general. I worry when I hear people I, I respect if they, if they're against it, but at this point that's fewer and far in between. And some, at some point you're not even like, I don't know, like why is Schiff so against it? He loves gold. I don't really understand. Is he, what, why is he against it? He seemed pretty smart on that Rogan pod. I definitely had some points, but, um, Obviously, everyone Cause, can't cause be. Because he's uh, talking totally. his book, you know, it's gold versus Bitcoin. And yeah, he just, I guess that's his own business too. It's actually his clients. That's what it is. It's always personal. Yeah, exactly. I so mean, I'm, not I, I, he's, I'm not saying he's like a fraud. I'm just saying that he believes what he needs no, to believe, and then he, then you get locked. Well, you and I, are, I think more uh, will be will doubt our own position a little bit more. But some guys, like once they buy in, they buy it, and, and gold has its merits. So it's not like he's totally no wrong. Doubt. No doubt. No but doubt. but yeah, and there's also some like it. Next, like I said, personal stuff too. Um, all right, so with colleges, it seems to me like they are uh, got students to return to campus and pay in full, and then uh, and then the premise is no one breaks the rules, and then obviously eighteen to twenty two year olds who are just at home forever are going to break the rules, and then they send them home and charge the same amount, like a bait and switch, if you will, or whatever. It is apparently what's going on throughout the, the the United States so far. Have you heard about any of that? I haven't heard about oh. it, but like. I don't know, man. You know, I, the COVID thing is so. In my, in my position, I, I did on the solo pod. I think like eighty percent chance the shit's like a, really overblown, and it's yeah. just like a bad flu. And obviously, people die of the flu. It's serious, but we don't shut down everything. But there's a twenty percent chance I'm wrong in my mind, and so I just take precautions. And so my instinct is always like, ah, they're just being uptight assholes about everything. But then in my personal life, I take precautions. So. That's all I can really offer. I mean, who knows, right? Maybe the college thing I want to bring, not even the COVID issue, but just 
I think colleges are kind of being, I don't know. I think the whole institutions are going to be changed. It's how much they're, they're after money and, and how, how much do the degrees matter? And can you do all this from home and all that stuff? I don't know. I see just drastic changes throughout basically so many industries right now. Long overdue. This sort of credential inflation. It used to be you had to get a college yeah. degree. Okay, great. It used to be like if you had a high school diploma, you'd get a job. But then it was like, you really want a college degree. Okay, college. Oh, now you need a master's degree. Oh, now you need a fucking PhD or whatever. It's like, yeah. to, and it's everything costs. You come so out money. with so much debt. Yeah, you come out studio. Yeah. And, and yeah. so you have this debt, and and it's like, and you're also like, what the fuck are you even doing there? You know, it's not you're not learning anything that important. People learn on the job much faster. You, you really adapt to your situation when you're doing it. This stuff could be taught instead of you know three years of law school. It could be six months. You could learn the basic you know principles, and then go work at an actual job where you're you know really learning. Uh, and it's just a racket to, it's just entrenched power, entrenched people. You know, if you go to Harvard, you get the credential, you get the connections, all the people you went to school with, they're successful, rich. Yeah, the connection. Yeah, and so you get this thing. But I mean, those places are cesspools. You know, Epstein had an office at Harvard. It's just like, remote learning is, is, is possible. I'm not really sure what the value proposition is anymore. Yeah, well, it's definitely, I don't know, it's highlighting a lot of the areas in, in, in industries that, you know, um, maybe need some some changing what else uh rnc hurricane laura doesn't look too great um and you guys are back on xm regularly any other thoughts on just throwing stuff at you list yeah we got to sign up for the super contest man i obviously we're not going i'm not going there in person but my other person connection is as is offered uh kindly so i think we do have an in actually so i thought that that was highly so he says it's easier too because you um you can even do it all mobile so he can even do do you have to live there but i mean he can do right. it mobile so himself so he doesn't have to actually physically even go there so, so that should take five percent of our winnings next yeah. time right yeah five <laughs> yeah, percent of zero is a lot less than ten percent of zero yeah but he's literally he might be like risking his life going to a casino right now to sign up though you know what i mean he doesn't have to go there physically to sign up but um, small yeah. price to pay for getting us in the super contest but theoretically that should help our like we should be able to make our picks later you know when we want to because he doesn't it's not just relying on if he's going both thursday or whatever but um so i gotta get on that um a couple football things to talk to you about i still think it's funny that we, we briefly talked on the xm but uh you took Marquise Brown over Terry McLaurin in a league. Did I hear that right? Non PPR. A non PPR league is like a different planet, you know. So all sorts of weird rankings happen because the just the volume drives PPR so much, whereas efficiency can drive non PPR. So I did take him over McLaurin. I just think it's funny because we had a bet, and I took uh, Marquise Brown, and now I hear you uh, uh, in champion. a full PPR. It'd be like saying, "Wow, we have a bet on you know Austin Eckler versus somebody," and you're like, "And then you no, 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 Jonathan Taylor over Austin Eckler." I'd be like, "Yeah, it's a non PPR." Marquise Brown has changed big time. I'm just giving you a hard time. There's no arguing that. Yeah. I mean, you probably moved him up your slots 25 ranks since yeah. uh, since I. Well, yeah, I've also year. moved him up since we made the bet, but but also the PPR. Um, okay. He doesn't need the volume. So have you done Chrysalis too? I believe it's this weekend, right? So you haven't Tomorrow. done it. And you're, you have the fourth pick. Um, so yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you, I guess you're the, it's nothing you're going to ruin here, but are you going to be a real man and draft a CEH or are you going to be a nutless monkey and not? I don't know. I might be a nutless monkey. I'm not sure. I got I haven't decided. I've decided this on the spot. I really no, want like CEH because like the chief's offense is so good, but I think it's so dumb. Like the chief's offense, it's all this like idea of like, Oh, this offense is so amazing. And, He's he's the guy. I mean, Alvin Kamara has like been a superstar fantasy back three years in a row, 
And his offense is really good. It's a narrower tree than the Chiefs. It's like him and Michael Thomas. Yeah, they'll throw to Cook and Sanders now and then, but Kamara's going to get a ton of work you know, for him. He got 81 catches in 14 games last year. Breeze just doesn't really throw deep down the field much. I mean, that's his bread and butter. Kamara's so good after the catch. He played hurt last year. He's healthy now. I mean, Peyton, Breeze, he knows the system. It's indoors, a lot of scoring. It just seems there's like shitty defenses in that division. Falcons and the... Uh, and the Panthers. So it, it's just like, yeah, it's definitely a debate. <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy to say Camara. And like, and the thing yeah. is, you're like, well, I mean, Everett's hilarious. He could be the number one back easily, right? He could, he could be Kareem hunt, but with a bit more pass catching skill with Pat Mahomes as the QB instead of Alex Smith. But it's, it's so like, and then he'll be only slightly better than Camara. Even if everything is true that we don't know is true. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, the rookie is uh, definitely has more upside, but we have not actually seen him perform in the pro level for a full season and stay healthy and do it. So I absolutely get uh, the, the debate here. No, no question, but I say go with CEH. Um, I just wanted to say that when the XM show it really resonated with me when you accused me of my, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm too quick to cat. There are two years in the league. They're already old to me. And it's uh, definitely true. Uh, I'm guilty of that. I, um, uh, for sure. And then I came across this tweet. This doesn't obviously make me right or anything but i just thought it was funny in 2018 the top four picks uh, in according to adp this is we're talking two years ago yep they were todd Gurley, david johnson Le'Veon bell and antonio brown that's pretty funny man two years ago Gurley, david johnson Le'Veon bell antonio brown so i will just say football it really does drastically change quickly so um and having said that, I, another thing I, I did agree with you on is the Devontae Freeman thing. How weird, how funny is it that teams or, or, or writers or keep bringing up this guy? He'd be like the last name I'd bring up. I don't understand. We just saw him get this opportunity and be so bad. The, the Devontae Freeman love is so curious to me. It's so random. It's just a guy you've heard of because he was like a good fantasy back for a couple of years. And they're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, why not? There's an injury. I'm like, why not just the random guy that was supposed to be on the practice squad? What do you, why would you bother to bring in a guy that's concussed, slow, small, succeeded only in the Shanahan offense, didn't succeed last time we saw him? So right. Now that just didn't succeed. I mean, it was like awful. And was given the full, he was given the full reins of the Falcons' backfield last year, and it was just horrible. Um, all right, I have two other running back situations I want to, I want to talk to you about real quick. Um, do you, speaking of old uh, – uh, running backs, Frank Gore, Adam Gase, uh, even the latest reports is he's been the most productive back in the in camp. You were moving up your, your guy, Le'Veon Bell, uh, last we spoke. So what are your thoughts on this I situation now? I, I moved Bell okay, down. Okay, you're believing your, your well, yeah, okay. Because, no, I don't believe Gore is anything, but it's just that Bell, I mean, he's in, he's in a tier of backs where they're all kind of sketchy, actually, so no I don't really move no him doubt. down too much. But no the, the problem with Bell is that he said he didn't have a hamstring injury. Gay said he was hurt. Like there already is beef. Gay didn't want him. The guy who signed him got fired after signing Bell. Gay's is so unpredictable. What he's going to do? The Jets are a disaster. Bell probably won't be there next year. Probably. I don't know what the contract, but they may just cut their losses. Like it just seems like I think Bell's good. He got in shape. I think he's a, a good player. He had the menage. I keep I always say on the radio. I was like, well, he had the menage too. I respect him as a man. But I respected you keeping saying that on yeah, exactly, Sirius XM. Exactly. No one gives me any, no one ever says yeah, anything. Well, let, let, let it be known that you, you're getting some respect off there. Yeah, good. Thank you. And, uh, you know, he got a million dollars worth of jewelry stolen from him after his been I mean, that's, you know, a real man. I, mean, I said before, a real man doesn't let his ice get stolen, but 
Real man does. Real man's like, yeah, so they stole a mill worth of, worth of jewelry from me that I had lying around after my menage. I mean, only a, only a cool person. You want to be like 70 years old and like you're talking about your memories of being young. You're like, yeah, I had this menage once. So they stole a million off me in, in jewelry like that I had lying around in cash. Like that's, you want to be that guy. You don't want to be the guy that's like, no, I never did anything risky. So, but yeah, I, I believe in the guy still. I think he could be good, but it's just, I, his coach is such a dick and, and Bell is not you know Bell is not a nutless monkey Bell is a real man menage aside he he set out that whole year and he still got paid and he speaks out and he's actually smart and he's actually just the type of guy that he's just the type of guy that doesn't take a lot of shit and if you have a coach who's a total asshole um, it's a bad match I, I think Mike Tomlin is good at getting his players like he had Antonio Brown and Lev Bell on the same team, he had Martavis Bryant on that team, and Bryant just couldn't be contained. He was just too crazy, I guess. But there's other guys like it was harmonious for years, and so you know you got to be like a, a a coach. Some of these coaches they're good, they're tough guys. Like Tomlin's a tough guy, but don't go full Tom Coughlin because then you lose these guys, especially the guys that don't take shit. And I think Gaze is like a crazy version of Tom Coughlin or something. Like he just. It's just everything's so like someone's in the doghouse and this guy's in the doghouse and I, I mean just, it's just Drake and Devontae Parker and Jay Ryan Ajayi. Jay, and yeah, they just all went crazy immediately after getting well, away well, from Gaze. It's so Jay weird. Jay though was like in the doghouse and, and then Parker. Gaze is always like pissed Tana off at the players. Yeah, you know? Tannehill was a borderline. I mean, he played at MVP level last year. It's crazy. Well, yeah, no, well, the guy's playing better, but also just guys while they're there, it's like there's always some conflict between them. And yeah, again, like no Bell, doubt. Right, Bell's right. not like a Yes, coach, whatever you say, type of guy. Gore is like 38 years old. That's crazy. But yeah, now I'm not saying to suggesting to draft him, but he definitely could be a well, nuisance to, to Bell. It'll so. be a nuisance, and Michael P. Ryan's look good. So I, no. I, I'm going to say it right now uh, Sam Darnold's going to ball this year. I've moved him in my top 20 fantasy QBs, uh, I think 18 something. He, he's uh, he's going to make that leap too much to Chris Liss's chagrin. And uh, definitely get Chris Herndon on your fantasy team. All right, last one is this running back situation. You're going to, it's not as crazy as it sounds, but I'm just going to frame it this way. I heard you have a guy on XM ranked 19 on your running back board that I have ranked 51st on mine. And I'm serious. That's how I would draft him. So um, I'm guessing since then you've probably lowered him by a little, but I'm talking about Mr. Devin Singletary. Yeah, actually, I flipped him and Bell. So Devin Singletary is 18th, but I may move him down. What? What's... 18th? I don't. That's just crazy because everything I read is Zach Moss is the better receiver, and he's 20 pounds heavier, and there's uh, Allen there. I mean, I think Singletary had three carries inside the five or something last year. Uh, if you're getting only carries in the 20s with the on a shaky team, I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly, I don't have him as a top 50 back. I would, I would, rank, I would definitely take all the higher upside. Um, of their upside backups or even like a Hines and PPR or those guys over him. Cause I just don't see what those carries in between the twenties are going to do on the bills. What was his yards per carry last year? Do you remember? It was good. Cause I know he wasn't a workout metrics guy, but he's really good in real life. So he was probably like, probably like 4.9 or some five, 5.1. 5. Yeah. And yeah. He, he got catch once, once they realized that Gore was done, uh, here, here were the carry totals for Singletary starting week nine, 28, 15, 21, 14, 17, 15, sorry, 17, 21, 15. And he got 13 in the, uh, in the playoff game. And he also had six catches for 76 yards in that playoff game. And he caught, he started catching more passes toward the end in the playoff game. So you could be right. And he fumbled twice in camp, but I mean, two fumbles, yeah. whatever. It just, 
it just seems like they he was a, a successful pick he has nfl success moss is just a prospect so i think they would favor the guy that has you know has been but successful. i mean I- I, I, I guess. I mean, if he's not going to catch the ball or get the ball to the goal line, I, I just don't. I just. I what guess. Do you, why would you I, think he's not going to catch the ball though? Because he was horrible last year, not good in college, and Moss was terrific at it. He's very, very good. I don't follow college, but every single person says he's a million times better receiver, and he was way better in college. And he's twenty pounds heavier and going to be the goal line guy. So I, I, it just seems like a weird. I don't know. You're not the only one at all, but um, to call him top 20, I don't have him top 50. So I'll do a Zach Moss versus Singletary bet straight up if you want to do that because I, I feel like his touches will be more more valuable. All right, PPR, Singletary Moss. Okay. 20 right. bucks. Uh, not a big bet. I, I, I'm, not like, I'm not like in on Singletary. I'm like, oh, I've got to get Singletary. Maybe I'll move him down a little, move him down below like David. I liked him and drafted him in those, oh, I think they're called cut line ones, way, way early before the NFL draft. And I was like in on him in round three. But man, to me, just the more this summer's gone on, he just he just seems like one of the wilder rankings. And to hear you say number 18, it's just, it's just yeah, but bizarre. I, well, it's not like, number 18 is not like, I'm going to move him down a little bit. You're making a good case. But I, I'm, I'll make him 25. But I mean, he's the best goal line runner in the NFL right now. I guess Cam Newton's going to be starter, but he also, I mean, Allen and Moss ahead of him at the goal line. So I don't know. That just, that seems tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's a guy who caught passes and had 5.1 yards per carry as a rookie. He's in his second year. He's completely healthy. He proved himself to be good. I mean, they drafted a guy in the third round. Okay. That's nice. Moss has to prove it. And there's just some training camp talk and that's really the, you know, it's like, has Moss, have they announced Moss as the starter? Is Moss the guy, or is it just speculation that he should be the guy because he's better? They yeah, should make yeah. him the guy. I don't and think that, about a start. I, I would say Singletary is probably going to start, but like I'm saying, I think he's just going to get those carries in between the 20, those trap carries, as Ben Gretsch says. I just, and, I just don't think they're going to be valuable. Yeah, I mean, Singletary is he's only 207 or 203, but he's 5'7, so he's not like, he's not like 5'10, 203. He's not Austin Eckler, he's 5'10, 200. So he's he could get goal line carries. They gave him to Gore last year for God knows what reason, but doesn't mean he. I, I, I might just be the fool here, just going all in on these rookies. I like Jonathan Taylor. I like Ch obviously, and uh, as I told you on XM, I have a CD Lamb ranked uh, obscenely high. You know, I, I forgot to say on the, on that show, I um I compared him to, to uh, Randy Moss, who scored seventeen touchdowns his rookie year, coming into a you know good offense. Right. But he's Jake Reed and, yeah. and Chris Carter were the starters. Yeah. Yeah, he like slipped longer than he, than expected in the draft, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, the number three receiver in an awesome offense. And I wrote, consider that uh, Lamb's floor this year, scoring seventeen <laughs> touchdowns. And, and someone on Twitter wrote me, consider his floor, like, not getting that. Like, yeah, man, my tongue was in my cheek when I when I wrote that. But uh, good, good times, the internet. But um, all right, just want to give you a hard time on the Singletary one. I'm glad I got a twenty dollars out of you. you get, well, you got me to, you got me to. Uh, I'll do the twenty dollar bet just straight up because I'm not going to rank Moss. I'll move up Moss. I did move him down, but those guys are all very close i change them every day so like it's like bell david johnson Akers, singletary carson ronald jones Gurley, fournette ingram swift they're all like in that same they're all there's so many problems with all of them they're like i, I just change my mind every day so I, it's not like I, I i sometimes think like if you were to look at it it would be like yeah he's 18th he was eight he was 18th but 17th was melvin gordon and like there'd be 20 receivers i would take between those two you know, and like three tight ends, 20 receivers, and two quarterbacks I would take between those two. So it's, it, it looks like on just the running back list, like they're next to each other, but they're really not. 
Understood. Um, I will say the end of round one is looking very shaky for me right now in fantasy football with Sanders and Drake being hurt. Uh, I know you like Nick Chubb, but it gets questionable there, especially if you don't want a wide receiver like I do. But of course, Michael Thomas is usually gone. But without uh, with Ceh being pushed up and Drake and Sanders uh, banged up, that that's bad for me because like if I get a late pick, late first round pick, um, do you agree at the wheel there? Or are you still okay? Drake's out of the walking boot, so he's that's good news, I guess, for him. Yeah, okay. I, I don't like Drake. I don't like taking him. Yeah, I don't love it either because, you know, in a full PPR, Chubb has a great floor, but the ceiling just yeah. doesn't exist. So that's that's a problem. You hope he goes full Derrick Henry, basically, at the turn. And then, yeah, I mean, I would, you know, Aaron Jones, I, I don't really see any problems with Aaron Jones. I guess A.J. Dillon is a threat for some touchdowns, but... Aaron Jones should get a decent amount of work, and he's good. Yeah, maybe the hate went too far on Aaron Jones. You, know? you just take him, and he's actually good, and he's going to catch passes. Yeah. And then Josh Jacobs, I'm okay with there. I think he's he's going to be fine, and Raiders have a good offensive line. Well, do, you, do you think they're going to throw to him more? I think they're going to throw to him. I think he'll catch like 40-plus because yeah. they, were, they were talking about it. He's been intending to do it. Gruden apparently was pissed that he didn't win offensive rookie year last year. They want to get him more passing game work. You know, they, they have all these third down backs and they just signed Theo Riddick. A ton, yeah, Theo Riddick. And he was very game script dependent last year, too, but he's also really good, too. So I can see that going. And the line is. And you're right about the offensive line, yeah. yeah. It's. I. I think it's just like a and, solid and they're shying back. away from Mariota and like Carr looks good. You know that was also part of my concern. I thought that why they make Mariota the highest paid backup when we just saw him look so bad. And then the system he leaves Tannehill is an MVP. So I just to me that looked like a problem. But apparently Carr is looking good and that's not an issue either. So I could see um, yeah that all. I, I'll go into. Uh, I don't even think it's much of a limb, but I like Brian Edwards the hype on that rookie over Rugs. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm shying away from Rugs is the one rookie that I actually will not end up with. But I hear you. I hear you with Jacobs. So so. You can talk yourself into that, but I will just say a third round reversal is a must because not only is getting McCaffrey, you know, obscenely more helpful and valuable, but now you're stuck with these question marks that you're trying to talk yourself into and you know at the wheel there. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't love it either. I mean, I might take Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones or something that's pretty Packers heavy, but just be like, all right, I'm just going to go for a par there, and there's, there's just nothing. I don't really want to push anyone up. You know, full PPR, you could you could talk yourself into Eckler. I'm I'm out on him, even though I've heard some arguments for him. I, Why are you? Uh, I kind of am too. Is this a feeling thing? It's it's just that I don't think he's going to get more than like 150 carries. So like, if that's how many carries he's going to get, you know, Kamara gets like 200, 190, something like that, 180, and you know he's top four. But this is a much worse offense, and he's going to get fewer carries than Kamara even and he needs to get those 90 catches again to be worth it and you got a new new two QBs it's worse than just like Tyrod Taylor it's Tyrod Taylor we were, probably a rookie we, so like oh, you got probably a rookie yeah, they, right because they took him sixth overall and he was and yeah I'm very worried yeah if it was just Tyrod Taylor I actually would worry right because they could just figure it out and get used to each other but now he's got to break in another rookie and it might be that's easy for the dump offs but you know a lot of the running quarterbacks take off when there's a problem they don't check down so that's not always good for uh, I don't know it's just a new situation on a bad offense and there's and I don't see him getting you know more than he's 510 200 he's like the slightest starting back in the league I mean it's it's not like he's 56 200 or you know like Clyde Brazilaire is like 57 207 this guy's 510 200 he's very small 
So I, I just don't see them giving him the workload. I don't see him giving him the goal line. It's it's just completely catch dependent. And if he catches seventy two, which is great, that's he's more like you know mid second to me. Yeah, Joshua Kelly's getting hyped past uh, Justin Jackson. I'm just going to draft all rookies this year. Screw so, it. Who needs a preseason? Um, but so listen, but what, I drafted a team. This non PPR. I picked fifth. I picked Chubb because non PPR. Second round, I picked Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so love it. Third round, I take Beckham. Fourth round, I take DJ Chark. Fifth round, I take Marquise Brown. Sixth round, I take J.K. Dobbins. No, Swift. Seventh round, I take J.K. Dobbins. Eighth round, I take take C.D. Lamb. Ninth round, I take Jerry Judy. So I got Lamb, Judy, Taylor, Dobbins, and Swift on my team. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, And and one thing just real quick about the the situation with Eckler is I know people – it's one thing to just say Rivers throws to backs a lot. It's another to actually really dig in. And he like excessively – like he's by far the most who throws the dump-offs. It's like crazy. Leaving him is a a drastic difference. It's not just a quarterback who likes to throw his backs. It's the quarterback likes to throw to his backs. Think about this. Like even Tomlinson got 100 catches one year. I think it was with Rivers. I don't think it was with Breeze, but I could be wrong. And then, you know, Sproles was there. Although Sproles are really good, and so was Eckler at that role. But even Melvin Gordon was getting 50 catches as an early down guy. With Eckler there, Melvin Gordon got 50-plus in 2018. So he dumps off all the time. And that's why I like Jonathan Taylor, too, because I think he'll dump off the Taylor on early downs. Right. He might. Yeah, exactly. I do like Hines too, but exactly. He'll just be by being out there. So I'm going to talk myself into Taylor and James Conner, obviously risks for varying degrees, but that'll be me doing reaching for those two backs in round two. Um, so, so let's say you're like picking 12th and Drake, they're like, yeah, he's out of the boot, but he's still, you know, whatever. And Sanders, there's no real news on and Mixon's got the migraines. And would you ever like do something crazy? Like take, Connor and Taylor at the, like at the 12th. That's what I'm 13th. saying. I might have, if I'm in like a league and I know Connor, I'm sorry. I know Taylor's not coming back positive, but a third round reversal, maybe he would, you would get um, him. Yeah. You'd get him for sure. You wouldn't know. If I, I mean, I, I, who knows? It's possible. Another guy I've tried to talk myself into, even though I really like the, 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 the tight end depth is my guy Kittle. If every single wide receiver is going to get hurt and that defense is going to get hurt. I mean, I could kind of see Kittle going crazy. I, I really could, but that is a, obviously a reach, you know, he's going typically five, eight picks later but yes i could see myself drafting james connor and jonathan taylor at the wheel the answer is yes yeah real man does that but yeah you're going to get taylor or connor at the other one so right. you, you can take one of them because you're not going to get them in the fourth so you take one of those guys and then you got to figure out someone else you'll probably end up taking drake or sanders or jones or somebody the bottom line is annoying because the drake and sanders are always just my fallbacks at the end of round one and then bang, i don't want to need the problem already you know i mean that may hopefully they're being precautious and maybe they're getting the problem over with supposedly drake was in a walking boot um uh i think i read that on rotowire was the last time before before yes. he blew up on the yes. dolphins too that was interesting uh, the stats right that one um but yeah anyway i think i came across that and that was interesting to note um can i just do my uh bitching real quick about luka Doncic? uh could be 60 miles from where i sit right now um imagine drafting marvin bagley over him uh at the time i went crazy on this podcast this is not a hindsight uh luka Doncic finished the regular season with more triple doubles than bagley had regular season games and yes i'm a warriors fan but man it'd be sick to have that guy i guess no one goes to sports sporting events anymore but it'd be pretty awesome to be able to watch that guy right down i5 here um i know you don't pay attention to, to basketball but he hit a crazy i saw it i saw, I saw the clear i mean the, the numbers he's putting up the young distance whatever it's all kinds of triple doubles just such a fun player but um yeah would like to hopefully basketball is supposed to resume saturday have you checked out any of the playoffs whatsoever 
no, I didn't really check it out. I just, I just saw the clip from Doncic because everyone's going crazy about it. And uh, it's crazy. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and he's like pretty thick, right? He, he, and he, he had like a million moves. Like the poor, it was like Reggie Jackson trying to defend him. And it was like he just he didn't come close to blocking that shot. Yeah, the worry was was he going to be athletic enough, but he was like dominating grown men in Euro League, and people are like, but can he do it against the ACC? Oh yeah, six seven, um, just yeah. But he's like ridiculous. Right? He's like he's like two forty, two fifty. He's like he's big. Thousand percent. Yeah, listed at two thirty. He's even yes, he's big. He's gonna should be durable. Hopefully, I mean he's battled some nicks and bruises, but um, awesome player, man. Such a fun fun guy to watch. Um, uh, what else? Uh, just a couple things. This is running long list. Um, we, I did a, a, a pod, a baseball pod with Pianowski, but it, we did a Radiohead draft at the end of it, which I found fun. So check that out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, not exactly pop culture, but did you see the Golden State Killer was sentenced to life uh, this past week? The guy I mentioned on this, you know, from Sacramento, all the crazy stuff. He um, so he's been acting all like frail during during it all, uh-huh. but. Um, during sentencing, he like pops up and he, and he spoke and he spoke for the first time and his voice was louder. And they, they, they even had footage of him in his cell where he was moving and whatnot. And he just, even until the very end, he had acted like he needed a, 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 a wheelchair to, to get there. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And then you're like um, a serial killer, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy because you're frail. Like maybe if you've like stole a grapefruit from a fruit stand or right. something you, you know oh i'm frail i needed this grapefruit okay fine not you mean not, not when you have 45 separate women give speeches of how you hurt them you mean like, exactly. yeah, probably gonna, like the yeah. frailty's not yeah. gonna it's, yeah 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 no, no, no. and then other uh, uh news from my guy uh, mark garagos uh, scott peterson another local guy modesto his death penalty was overturned and garagos swears he's gonna get his uh, conviction overturned within a year but um anyway lo- uh, crazy news for my um with the golden state killer scott peterson and um yeah wild week list and uh good catching up and uh, congrats again on your new your your, your, your new property owner Thanks. Yeah, we'll see. You, may, you know, we'll see if it's like a money pit or whatever. But it's uh, it's kind of exciting. All right, man. I was going to talk more football stuff, but it's good. We got a we got a lot in there. We can save it for next week. Yeah, we'll talk about your draft. And yeah, we're, we're really ramping up. It's kind of crept up. It looks like it's actually going to happen too. Yeah, I think it'll happen. The NFL is like it's like a machine that doesn't they'll manufacture a reality around the NFL if they have to. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man. Take it easy, Dalton. All right, little list.